Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Real As Yates podcast. We are your hosts, Taylor Yates and Paige Yates. In this podcast, we share with you everything we know about real estate, greater Boston, and life. And in case you're wondering, yes, we are in fact related. We are a top producing mother-son real estate agent team where we lead, surprise, the Yates team. So Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I just got a new washer dryer installed (laughs) in my house, which, you know, last month somebody asked us, should I take my washer and dryer with me? And our answer was no, right? Like as real estate agents, our answer is no. But as a person who is now in love with his new washer dryer, my answer is yes. If you love it, take it with you. You wouldn't leave your dog behind. Don't leave your washer dryer behind. (laughs) (laughs) So this month, we're talking about loving where you live. And this week, we're going to talk about playful spaces. So how do you design your home with fun and games in mind? So let's just start off with like, how do you think homeowners should balance functional living spaces with the desire to have fun and playful elements? And I'll I'll say that there's a couple ways you can come at this. I come at this from the place of a parent who has toys coming out of like every sock drawer in my house. (laughs) But let's talk a little bit about this. I think everybody likes to have what they would consider open adult living toy-free spaces. Mm -hmm. And in reality, if you have multiple children and they're little, it seems like there are toys everywhere. I think people do best when they have like a designated space if they can for their kids or if they make spaces like maybe a basement that wasn't finished, really inviting for their kids, you know, throw a great carpet down there and just this weekend, I went to a house where they had taken the space under the staircase and built what looked like a replica of something called the Sconset Market, which is on Nantucket. Oh, that's cool. It was very cool. So a little bit of context on what the Sconset Market is. So for those of you who haven't been to Nantucket, obviously when you get to Nantucket on the ferry, you come into Nantucket Town. And there's like a little hamlet on the southeast corner of the island down this like lonely seven mile long road. And when you get there, there's basically, you could probably count the number of storefronts on one hand, right? It's like the market, Claudette's, the post office. I don't know, maybe a, a real estate broker, a real yeah. liquor store, <laughs> a liquor store, like all the essentials. And the market is this old timey, like, market, like you don't find these things anymore. They used to be all over the place, but it's like the, you know, it's cozy. There's like all the essentials in there. There's tons of stuff for kids because it becomes a hangout for kids in the summer. So you're saying they built this underneath a staircase. So they replicated the look of it. And for instance, one of the things about this constant market is it has a window that actually flips up and becomes the area for picking up ice cream cones Mm -hmm. for young kids. Mm -hmm. So someone built this in their kind of unusable space under the staircase leading down to the basement. So it was just such a creative idea. Underneath the staircase is maybe four feet. It's perfect for little kids. They built little shelves where they could put baskets of food and a little cash register it's just a perfect thing for a group of kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was literally under the stairs 
where nothing else could fit. Yeah. <laughs> but it was great. And and they basically took their basement, made it kind of big carpet, mm-hmm. big open area, carpeted. Mm-hmm. And then they took this little nook and cranny and built something that is the kids love. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like taking a little piece of vacation with you. Yeah. Yeah. And what about adults though, right? So obviously kids are important, but grownups also like a nice space too. And we also like to have fun in our own homes. Like what are, what do you think are some cool elements of, um, of that? I think there are a lot of people and it depends on the size of your house. Mm-hmm. And if you have a finished basement or not a finished basement or a third floor, there are a lot or a room over the garage. I think people use those kind of big open spaces mm-hmm. for some of their interests that don't involve work, whether or not you play pool. So people have a pool table sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have dart boards. They have wine cellars mm-hmm. because they have more adult interests. Or a movie theater, you know, where you can sit down and watch the Super Bowl. I think adults take the space that we're talking about that little kids use in the beginning mm-hmm, where it's mm-hmm. carpeted and you have, you know, spaces for them and you have lots of Fisher-Price toys out. And the adults, as kids get older, you morph it into things like game tables mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and big screen TVs with comfy chairs mm-hmm. or a chalkboard becomes, for a little kid, becomes a tally board for darts or, you know, (laughs) games that you're playing with adult kids or the foosball table, who's ever winning. So I think as kids get older or adults want to pursue their own interests, I've seen people put golf simulators in their attic, right? An unused space that nobody needs, but it has enough ceiling height and they have a golf simulator up there. So I think you have to be creative about the sizes size of the spaces you have, but I do think you can use all of them to, you know, embrace your interests. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I noticed you're kind of like pointing out where these things commonly end up in that they are in these kind of hideaway spaces like your basement or your attic. And there's a reason for that, right? Like when we have, especially when we're adults, our main living space is for I mean, it's for living and entertaining, right? So we like to have our friends over. We like to, you know, I find my friends always end up in my kitchen where all like, you know, the drinks and food is. And when we want to go do something like fun, you can go down to the basement. And that's where you can keep some of those larger items that take up a lot of space, but do provide that entertainment value. I'll also point out that we're not mentioning outdoors, which is a really important part of the mix now, especially in 2023. You know, I I have like a group of dads that I hang out with where if you don't have a fire pit, we will not hang out at your house. (laughs) That is is the the table stakes. I I am obligated to say, check with your local fire department to be sure that you're allowed to have a fire pit before you go get one. But that can be an awesome draw and an awesome way to kind of like break up your day, mix it up in terms of where where you spend time with your friends and create 
opportunities for conversation and connection, which is another part of, a, that's a major part, adult and, you know, entertaining spaces for adults. Like a fire pit is a more intimate space so that you mm-hmm. can have a conversation with five or six people and everybody can participate. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting at a dining room table where yeah. two people talk and two <laughs> yeah. people talk and two people talk. Right. It brings a group into a natural setting. Right. And there's something to look at too, right? Like, you know, and that same thing is true with like a pool table or a foosball table or a dartboard. These are things where there's something to kind of like, like fill in some of that, those conversational lulls. We can all look at this. I look at them as gathering spaces, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's kind of like your kitchen yeah. for everyday living. You mm-hmm, know, you, mm-hmm. you tend to come to the kitchen, stand around the island. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do something on the entertainment side or the playful side, you want to, you're pulled to something like from the fire pit to the ping pong table to the billiards table to, you know, a market for small kids yeah. built underneath yeah. a set of stairs. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of ways that you can put into your house areas that draw people together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, to pull us back outside again, one of the other things you can do, kind of no matter what your yard situation looks like, is lawn games, right? Yeah. So, you know, those fit in like, if if all you have is your driveway, or if you've got like a big grassy backyard, or maybe you've got like a garden yard, like a lot of those things fit. And again, create these opportunities, like a lot of these fit in those spaces and create these opportunities for connection and conversation and just, you know, kind of idle, casual play. An interaction between people on, in a common style mm-hmm, or a common mm-hmm. space. Because we often find when we're home, we allegate ourselves to someone goes to their office, someone goes to the family room, someone goes to the kitchen, somebody goes to the bedroom. And you're not kind of working all together. You're right. spread out. Right. And these entertainment or playful spaces are gathering spaces that create kind of an equal playing field and everybody wants to participate because mm-hmm. you can be six and you can participate and you can be 18, you can participate, mm-hmm, you can be 13 mm-hmm. and you can be 50. So right. I think that's what we're really talking about is how do we bring multiple age groups together right. to enjoy time together. Right. And I know we've been talking about this in the context of like home experts. Let's put on our real estate agent hats and talk a little bit about how, well, like, let's say you, you go into a house with a buyer and you're looking at a space with, like, how does this person have fun in mind? Like, how do you, how do you think about that? So I think you have to know the buyer's needs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And with COVID, we've, the needs have shifted a little bit because mm-hmm. we find so many people are working at home mm-hmm. or at least part of the week. So oftentimes that extra bedroom or that off, extra little nook that we thought could be a little play area for young kids or a gaming room for teenagers. Mm -hmm. You don't have those because they've had to be used for home offices. Right. I think one of the spaces that we talked about, like basements and attics, those tend to be underutilized unless they're fully built out. And there are lots of ways to make basements a big open space with cost effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you, you can put a rug and you can put up walls and 
it's pretty easy to heat that space. And all of a sudden you've got a yeah. whole new play area for kids. Absolutely. Or adults, you yeah. know, if you're into billiards or wine cellar or whatever it is you, your interests are. So I think basements and attics are can be key and very valuable to families coming in who's who might have used other spaces in the house for fun and interest, but because those are now allocated to offices or we, or home offices, I should say, we've got to look how to use other spaces better. I love what you said about knowing your buyer, yeah, right, and how how important it is for your agent to understand your needs as a buyer and as a person who's going to live in this home, because when I look in there and I. I ask, you know, I ask him like, talk me through your day, right? Like who's going to be in charge of the kids? Or like, if you don't have kids, like how do you guys spend time in your home? And so that when I go in, I'm looking for that, right? So if you say, hey, my kids and I like love playing street hockey and I've walked into homes where I'm like, this is a big unfinished basement. This is perfect, right? Like you guys could play street hockey to your heart's content, down here and not have to worry about like breaking anything or hurting yourselves. And so having that conversation with your agent, a good agent like the Yates team is going to think about that as they look at every house for you. Right. And or when we look at houses, I look at opportunities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in houses. Right. An unfinished space over the garage. Mm -hmm. That could be something. Unfinished basements, unfinished attics. So some spaces that you discount and mm-hmm. say, well, you know, I have an unfinished basement. What good is it? You have to be able to look at it a little bit yeah. differently and say, this could be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to come back in a minute and take some questions from the audience. Did you know that Taylor and I aren't just your favorite real estate podcast hosts? We're also pretty darn good at our day jobs. With over 30 years experience and $1 billion sold in Greater Boston, we're real estate agents you can trust. If you're buying or selling a home, reach out to us at contact at yatesboston.com today. Okay, Paige. So I'm going to start with our real estate joke of the week. What kind of a dress does a house wear? A house dress. No, an address. Oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) These are hard. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? But they're good. They're good. Okay, so a question from the audience. How can I design a play space that is adaptable as my children grow older? Well, I kind of go go back to thinking about the basement Mm because so many people use the basement. You know, initially when you have, if you have young kids, they tend to be near the kitchen Mm -hmm. and parents. And then, you know, by the time they get kind of that into school age, they'll go downstairs. There's all kinds of things for them to do, you know, gymnastics and toys and little mm-hmm. tyke stuff. And then I think that space changes and it bring you bring out game tables and ping pong and foosball. And I think you have to be able to ch- be able to change up the equipment in that space. And in some houses, it's the attic. So yeah. I will say that, you know, depending on how your house is laid out. Yeah. I'll just add that I think furniture and decor is a big part of adaptability. You know, if you've got that big rectangular room, it can be basically anything. And as your kids are, you know, when your kids are young, that can be oriented toward those baskets of toys. Big love sacks and no couches. And then you get to a point where your kids are playing games on the TV and they need couches. Yeah, it's more about like a sofa and a big TV. Yeah, totally. 
All right. Well, thanks for those awesome questions. If you are a curious cat and would like your question to be considered, you can just send us an email at contact at yatesboston.com or slide into our DMs at Yates Team Boston. That's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week wherever you find your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, be sure to like, subscribe, and give us that five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Yates Team Boston or on the web at yatesboston.com. <laughs>